Hello, and welcome to the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. I'm Mike Parsons, the CEO of Qualitans, and we continue the journey into my favorite product strategy tools. Today, we're getting into the five dysfunction of a team pyramid. Bit of a mouthful, but this tool, I cannot tell you, I come back to this day after day, no matter whether I'm working with a big enterprise or a startup. The five dysfunctions of a team is some groundbreaking work from Patrick Lencioni, and it is the perfect guide on how your team should behave when they're going about creating an idea or whether they're building a product or anywhere in between. This tool is indispensable. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, like, Mike, you know, we've talked about growth marketing, funnel, great product tool. We've been talking about the lean hypothesis, the value proposition, Canvas, you know, the teamwork. How is that so relevant to product? Well, what I would propose to you is that if you don't have a great team, if you don't have a tool that you can look at that can provoke you and, and, and nudge you to think about the best design of your team, not only on the work that they do, but how they do it, then it doesn't matter what other great design thinking or agile or lean frameworks they use. It doesn't matter if the team is no good. So this has been the huge breakthrough in the work that I've done over the last year or so is that you cannot really entertain product development, product discovery without looking at team design simultaneously. The way in which we collaborate is a huge dependency of any good thinking. You must have the right alignment, connection, uh, trust. You must be cohesive. You have to be like a dream team if you want to tackle big problems in the world and create solutions to it. So this is why we're going to look at the pyramid of the five dysfunctions of a team. Now, this is groundbreaking work that you can jump over to bottomup.io and get a free copy of this. Have a look at our Agility in the Digital Age uh, course. It's totally free. Uh, you can get a complete breakdown of the five dysfunctions of a team pyramid there. I'm so delighted to share with you right now on the podcast this tool because I think it's informed not only how I build teams, but how I lead a company of over 250 people. These themes come back time and time again. This is the key go-to tool that I use when I want to crack how to improve a team, when I want to support them to be the best versions of themselves and to do some great work. All right, so let's do two things together today. We're going to talk about what the problems are and the good news is I've got solutions too. So I'll give you the antidote as well. But we have to get a little dark here. We have to go into the valley of darkness. We have to look at some of the things that we've all seen throughout our career that happen on teams. All right. So teams that aren't doing well, teams that are not producing the results, they will have five common factors. Now, this is built around the enterprise, this work, but frankly, you could easily apply this to sports teams and far beyond. But let's kind of cast our minds to our experience in the office at work. What would be the five things we could commonly use as a checklist as the likely culprits of an underperforming team? 
Well, the, the first and foremost thing I would say to you is you've probably got an absence of trust. This is when, you know, the politics are ruling the business. When it becomes a little dog eat dog, when um, people feel that there are members of their team that are being selfish, that are looking for personal advancement and putting themselves before the team. That's what happens when you have an absence of trust because to use a sporting metaphor, You've got, to, you've got to believe that your teammate's going to be there when you're going to make the pass, when you're going to make the tackle. You've got to really just instinctively know. Think about Michael Jordan and the Bulls when they're at their peak. They were so good that Jordan could just pass it off to his teammate and his teammate would make the shot because he trusted in them. That was the difference. Well, it's just the same at work. And if there's an absence of trust, if your direct manager doesn't have your back, if your peers are not wholly and heartedly supporting you, if you cannot be open, if you cannot have all of the kind of right conversations, it's often the central problem to teams. The one that occurs the most is this absence of trust. People not being direct, people not being honest, people not sharing what's really on their mind. And as a result, they get a little defensive, you know, the ego kicks in. And so it's fight or flight. You see this classically in the tension between departments and companies, particularly large companies. So absence of trust, number one on this pyramid, the five dysfunctions of a team. So what happens if we've got this checklist, teams underperforming, there's probably an absence of trust. What else could there be? Well, for sure, fear of conflict. That's right. People not saying, uh, not, people not being able to give constructive feedback. Um, people are not talking about the tough issues. So what happens is when they're not tough but respectful competition, conversations, when those conversations are not happening, it's what we call it's a fear of conflict. And the great problem with that is if you're not able to talk about the biggest problems of the company, the biggest problems of your product or your team, then how on earth do you expect them to get solved? I mean, it's not, magic doesn't exist. So it's pretty wishful thinking. If you're not going to have the conversation about the big problem, there's just no way it's getting solved. So that's the checklist. Number one, absence of trust. Number two, also very likely and very common, a fear of conflict, just not having the right conversations. Now let's get up into if those are the two big underlying ones. There's three other characteristics of the low-performing teams, and I'll tell you what, they're probably a result of the first two. Let's look at it. Lack of commitment number three. So let's say you've got a trusting team that's having tough conversations but they're not really aligned around a common goal, initiative, desire, outcome, result, whatever it is, it's a lack of commitment. And if we don't know what's expected of us, if we don't know what we're trying to get done, well, how on earth, I mean, it would be a lottery uh, to think that we're going to hit target if we're not even really committed to it. 
Number four, avoidance of accountability. This one really comes if you're not committed to a target, if you're not having the 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 the, the really tough discussions, fear of conflict, if you're not trusting each other. Like I don't know how anyone can be accountable with any of those underlying. So avoidance of accountability. If people are not prepared to say, I dropped the ball, I missed that one. That's on me. Here's what I'm doing to fix it. Here's what uh, I need your help to fix it. That would be great accountability. But often we see the fourth part of this pyramid is underperforming teams have an avoidance of accountability. What happens in the sporting field? Classic. Blame the referee for a bad call. Well, what a great coach will tell you is if you lost by a point, and let's say it was a bad call, it was your fault for letting the score be that close. Or if to use, that's a common uh, uh, mantra from Bill Belichick, the coach of the uh, New England Patriots. Another great guy, Charlie Munger, talks about accountability saying, don't be a victim. Take responsibility for everything. It's on you. Because being a victim and saying, oh, it was somebody else or judging somebody else, nothing good comes of that. And lastly, number five uh, in these reasons teams underperform and dysfunction is the inattention to results. And this is a big one because, as you can see, it's at the highest form. If you've set a big annual target or a big launch target, whatever it might be, if you're not obsessed about achieving those results, uh, chances are you're not going to be totally going in the right direction. It's a bit hit or miss. So there you have it. Five big, big dysfunctions of a team. Let me give you just briefly what those answers are. How do you solve the absence of trust? You as a leader need to be vulnerable. You need to show that it is safe to be open and to be vulnerable, to say things like, I screwed up, I messed up, I don't know the answer. That's vulnerability. That's how you build trust. Because if you do it, then your other teammates will follow with you. Fear of conflict? Actively go and consider every single idea from everyone. Do not shy away from inviting everyone to participate in the discussion of problems and solutions. Next one, lack of commitment. Be clear. Set the expectations. How are you going to reach the results? Be very clear. Get people on board. Number four, avoidance of accountability. Have the tough conversations. Lastly, inattention to results. It's all about talking about communicating the team goals. And particularly in these last three, tough conversations, setting expectations and goals, Everybody needs to get on board and agree to uh, challenge, to discuss, and to finally own those results. Don't just tell people the goals. Don't tell people the expectations. Invite them to be part of it too. So there you have it, Patrick Lencioni's Five Dysfunctions of a Team. It's a beautiful pyramid. You can get a copy of that at bottomup.io. Just take the agility in the digital age masterclass and you'll be able to enjoy that. And hopefully like me, you will be able to refer to it all the time. And you need to be looking at this from day one, from when you have that original idea, you need to grab it, hold it, check it. 
go back to this time and time again and you'll be on your way to making a great product. The other thing you can do if you want to make great products, head over to bottomup.io. You can check out all our free courses, design thinking, agile lean, you name it. It's all there so you can make the very best products possible. All right, that's a wrap of the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. We'll catch you next time.